0: Friends, we can all listen to the sunny side of sports.
1: Great show, bro. This is Sunny Side of Sports. Right here on the Voice of America. Voice of America!
0: Sporty greetings to all our Voice of America listeners, and happy Friday. This is VOA Sonny Young in Washington. Welcome to the June twenty-fourth edition of the Sunny Side of Sports. Our starting line is African athletics. The Nigerian Toby Amusan recently broke her own African record in the women's 100 meters hurdles at the Diamond League meet in Paris, where she clocked 12.41 seconds. Iron Mike Mbonier caught up with Toby, the African and Commonwealth champion hurdler in Benin City, Nigeria. And Iron Mike asked, Toby, can you go faster than
2: 12.41? Um, most definitely. You know, I broke it last year, and the goal is to, you know, keep executing and, you know, breaking, you know, bringing down the times. And, you know, I wasn't expecting that fast time at, at the Diamond League in Paris. But, you know, like my coach always say, you know, do the focus on yourself, the execution, and the time will take care of itself.
3: And what has been the reaction from fellow athletes since you broke the record?
2: Oh, you already know. Everybody loves success. And so it's been congrats, congrats, congrats here and there. And I'm, you know, thankful for the support and love I've been um, receiving so far.
3: You already qualified for the Commonwealth Games in Birmingham, UK, and the World Athletic Championships in uh, uh, Oregon, USA. What are your expectations in these two international uh, events?
2: I'm, um, you know, taking each competition at a time, you know. Um, my coach will always say, you know, don't pressure yourself, you know, go up point and, you know, do the execution, focus on you. And that's my mindset going into every championship, so no pressure.
3: Um, uh, is Nigeria expecting a podium performance from you from this uh, event?
2: Like I said, if my coach says no pressure, then it's no pressure from no one.
3: So many young Nigerians, so many young and aspiring athletes are looking up to you. They want to be a new, be like Toby Amoson. What would be your message to these young and aspiring athletes who want to go into athletics like you? Like you?
2: Um, firstly, you know, put God first, you know, um, be dedicated, determined. And then, like I always say, don't let anyone tell you you cannot do it because I had a lot of like, I can't do the huddles and look at me, here I am. So, you know, they should be, you know, strong and steadfast in what they believe in and everything will work out eventually if it's meant to be.
3: A message to your numerous fans out there?
2: Um, thank you for the love, support. Keep praying for me and, you know, while I use my talents to glorify the name of the Lord.
0: That's Toby Amusan, the African and Commonwealth champion in the women's 100 meters hurdles. And Toby spoke with Iron Mike Mbonye in Benin City, Nigeria. Sporting
2: greetings. This is Toby Amusan, 100 meter hurdles, African champion, African games record holder, national champion, Commonwealth Games champion, Olympic finalist, and um, the Diamond League trophy winner, 2021. You're listening to the sunny side of sport on the voice of
0: america thank you thank you toby and thanks also to iron mike and Bonier for that interview earlier this week world athletics announced a six-member athlete refugee team for the world championships in the northwest u.s city of eugene oregon the announcement was made on june 20th world refugee day one of the six athletes selected is angelina lohalith In this encore, sunny side of sports presentation, VOA's Gwen Uten tells us more about Lohalith.
4: Sporty greetings, Gwen! Sporty greetings, Sunny! In 2016, track runner Angelina Nadai Lohalith made her Olympic debut as one of 10 athletes to compete at the Rio Games in the first ever Olympic refugee team. Then, in 2021, Lohalith competed in the Games for her second time in Tokyo, where she achieved a milestone in the 1,500 meters. Just days before last year's opening ceremony, Lohali told Reuters News she had a dream of seeing the world, but wasn't sure how she would achieve it until she became an Olympian.
5: I used to tell myself that one day, one time, I will travel with the aeroplane in various places. But I never knew that what will make me to travel. I never I just know that one day, one time, I'm gonna travel. But now it happened in 2016 that I traveled to Brazil and compete in international Olympic. Then I realized that oh, I have a talent that can take me far. For me, it was really, really. I was really, really happy for it.
4: Mahalith was preparing to travel again, this time to Tokyo as one of five refugees originally from South Sudan who competed in Rio. But then the pandemic hit forcing her to leave her training camp for a refugee camp in Kakuma in northeast Kenya. Lohalith had previously lived at the camp after she escaped South Sudan's civil war in 2002. And she says putting her Olympic dreams on hold last year and returning to Kakuma... Took a mental and physical toll.
5: The time when it when, when COVID-19 break, we went home to refugee camps almost now a year. So the, our good shape that we were, it went down. So by that time, you know now being in the refugee camp, it's sometimes most of the time it is challenging. It is not a kind of a good place that you can train with. First of all, it was because of the weather. And then the place is not sometimes it's not safe for training. But then we never lose hope. I never lose hope because I know there's something ahead of me. It does not something that happened to me. Only it happened to the whole world.
4: The delayed games caused a disruption in Lohalith's training and to get back into competitive shape, she trained for one hour on the track in the Kenyan capital, Nairobi. And she leaned on her natural talent for running that was discovered in high school. A teacher encouraged Lohalith to take part in a race that was founded by Kenyan long distance runner, Tegla Lerupe. Lerupe is a former marathon world record holder and currently chief of mission for the IOC's Olympic refugee team and ahead of the Tokyo game she expressed pride at seeing her team of athletes on the Olympic stage. It is a teamwork to see that uh, uh,
5: kids with uh, displaced background have the right to compete like any other so today our athletes are athletes not like when they went to Rio now they are competing because of time.
4: LaRupe was also on her way to Tokyo, but she tested positive for COVID just days before the start of the Games and did not travel to Japan. However, Angelina Lohalith was in Tokyo, where she clocked a faster time than she ran at the Rio Games. In 2016, she finished the 1,500 meters with a time of 4 minutes and 33 seconds. And in Tokyo, she ran a personal best of 4 minutes minutes 31 seconds to finish in 14th place. Up next, Lohalith will appear at the world championships for a second time next month. She'll lead the women of the six-member athlete refugee team that includes runner Atelena Napule Gaspore, another South Sudanese athlete who trained with Tegla Larupe. Gaspore will make her athlete refugee team debut in the 800 meters. Runners will take their mark when the 2022 World Athletics Championships begin on July 15th in the northwest U.S. city of Eugene, Oregon. And that is all from me, Sonny. Back over to you.
0: Thanks, Gwen. That's my VOA colleague, Gwen Uten. It goes without saying that computers have helped us function in today's technologically advanced world. Hi, I'm Rick Pantaleo. Please join me for the next science edition of Press Conference USA when we explore the vivid and rich chronology of computers and their forerunners. My guest is Rachel Ignatowski, author of The History of the Computer. Listen this Saturday and Sunday on The Voice
1: of America.
0: I'm Sonny Young in Washington, and you're listening to the Sunny Side of Sports on The Voice of of America. Follow the Sunny Side of Sports on Facebook and Twitter. My Facebook address is facebook.com forward slash VOA Sunny, and my Twitter handle is at VOA Sunny Sports. Also, please note, we've moved our programs to VOAAfrica.com. There you'll find your favorite VOA TV and radio shows, including the Sunny Side of Sports, and a whole lot more find us on voaafrica.com this is the voice of
3: america washington dc
0: In African swimming, Nubia Ajay has been making a splash for Ghana ahead of next month's Commonwealth Games in Birmingham, England. Yawafusu Larbi tells us more from Accra, Ghana. Sporty
6: greetings, Yao! Sporty greetings, Sunny. Hours before her peers wake up to get ready for school, Nubia is already in the pool. And while they are preparing to get to bed at night, she is already asleep waiting for the next early morning session. This is the life Nubia has chosen and she's working tirelessly to reach the top.
7: Swimming is very important to me because it helps me just in day-to-day life um, with like stress and stuff. It's very relaxing for me. So it means quite a bit.
6: Nubia was born and raised in England. She began swimming at 10 years old where she actively competed for her school. Her teenage life, has been heavily bordered around the sport. She has lived much of her life managing the hectic training sessions, the high points, and the disappointments from the meets she couldn't do particularly well in.
7: Possibly, when you're at a competition, you know you can do better, but you haven't done. You haven't, at the end of the at the end of the race, you haven't done as well as you thought you would have. That's probably the hardest part. There have been some
6: great high points though for the young swimmer. She won 6 medals at the Maiden Ghana Zone 2 Championships in Accra where she represented Ghana for the very first time 2 years ago and since then she has grown from the young quiet swimmer to the bright-eyed lady smashing it at the top of national swimming. She is currently the fastest swimmer in the 100m female backstroke in the Zone 2 region and is slowly building a name for herself. In swimming, seconds matter, and the results can only be achieved through training. In peak training, Nubia swims about two miles in the pool. That's 3,218 metres up and down the same stretch multiple times.
7: I guess, just like everyone else, I would get upset with myself, and I'd make sure that after that, I'm really putting in the work at training so that for the next competition, I can make that second or two seconds off the next one
6: representing your country always comes with a lot of pride and for nubia it is no different
7: it means a lot to me i mean although i do live in london um as you can probably hear from the accent um uh, ghana is still like where i'm from so to be able to represent my country is really really nice
6: swimming is slowly seeping into the hearts of ghanaian sports fans if the last Olympic Games was anything to go by, it shows that people will always be ready to support. And Nubia believes the future is bright for this current young crop.
7: I think we should keep continue to go from strength to strength. Um, we are all training really hard and putting in the work. So hopefully, fingers crossed, we all do as best as we can for Ghana and really showcase Ghana um for swimming um in the coming years
6: while she's still very young nubia is taking it one day at a time and giving it her best while surmounting the hurdles along the way she knows that her big break will come soon from the Burma camp in Accra for the sunny side of sports. Thanks, Yao. And good luck to Nubia. We
0: hope she continues to make a splash in the swimming pool.
4: Hello. This is Heather Maxwell, host of Music Time in Africa. Join me every Saturday and Sunday for an hour of awesome African music. Like to stay on top of new music trends? Breakout artists? New releases? Maybe you just love the classic styles and the artists of the
1: past. Or
4: simply the sound and
5: feel of a good beat.
4: Whatever your pleasure, you can get it every week right here on music time in africa so join me on your local fm station saturdays and sundays at 1500 and 2000 utc
0: thanks heather that's my voa colleague heather maxwell the host of our music time in africa radio show and as the voice of america celebrates its 80th year of broadcasting in 2022 this music time in africa programming note it is the longest running english language program at our voa headquarters here in washington music time in africa was founded in 1965 by the late great leo the music man sarkeesian and another music time in africa programming note Heather has invited me on the show to talk about the 2022 FIFA World Cup in Qatar. I'll chat with Heather about the scheduling of this year's World Cup, as well as the five African teams that will be competing in Qatar. The World Cup, music time in Africa, and the sunny side of sports right here. On the voice of America, Samson O'Malley joins us once again with an extra spicy package of African sports news. Sporty Friday greetings, Samson.
1: Sporty Friday greetings to you too, Sunny. It's a weekend of many interesting sporting activities on the African continent. Let's begin in Nigeria, where President Muhammad Buhari has rescinded his decision to suspend Nigeria's basketball teams. From all international competitions. The prominent Secretary in the Ministry of Youth and Sports Development, Ismaila Abuka, disclosed these at a the news conference in Abuja on Thursday. He said the latest decision is based on a letter of appeal from the Nigerian Basketball Federation signed by its embattled president, Mr. Musa Kida.
7: In the overall, overriding spirit of national interest, love for, you, for our youth, and in order to avoid sending basketball development into a long period of suspension suspension when MBBF have now committed to resolution of the issues which precipitated the withdrawal in the first place, has approved the return of Nigeria to international basketball immediately. In securing this approval, of note is the caution that the laws of Nigeria cannot be subjugated
1: to any other law. Bulu Omwani, sports analyst based in Lagos, says the back-and-forth position of the Nigerian government could hurt basketball development in the country. June is ending already. The problem is still on. And one of the things they said for the ban was because of the power tussle. Is the power tussle over... One of the excuses then was to grow uh, sport development in basketball in Nigeria. Have we started growing it, the decision to unban is as stupid as the decision to ban. Before the reversal of the ban by the Nigerian government, the Federation of International Basketball Association, FIBA, had replaced the Tigris with Mali ahead of the FIBA Women's World Cup to be held later in the year. Staying with basketball news, Rwanda will host the 2023 Women's Afro Basket Tournament. The Women's Afro Basket Tournament is a continental championship contested by the Women's National Teams of Africa, held once every two years under the auspices of the International Basketball Federation, FIBA. The competition brings together 12 teams from different African countries to compete. The 2023 edition is expected to take place from July 28th to August Sixth in Tennis News, Tunisia's Malik Jazri, world number 324, has qualified for the quarterfinals of the ATP Buenos Aires after defeating Argentine Juan Ignacio Galarza 7-6-7-6 7-6, at the round of 16 on Thursday. In the first round, Jazri had eliminated another Argentine, Roman Bachuchaga, 6-4, 6 7-5. Staying with Tennis News. Hans Jabbour and Serena Williams pulled out of their Eastbourne International doubles semifinals due to an injury concern just days before Wimbledon begins. Organizers said Tunisian world number three single star Jaboa was troubled by a right knee injury forcing her brief alliance with Williams to come to an end. They had won through two rounds in increasingly impressive style with Williams making her return to the WTA tour having not played competitive tennis since injuring an ankle at Wimbledon last year. After the quarterfinals match, Ons Jabeur said it was a great feeling playing alongside Serena.
2: Like I said, you know, I uh, you wanna play yourself? <laughs> <laughs> Sign me up. <laughs> No, it's really great. I uh, think we played really good and um, I'm happy. that I, I didn't know we were in the semi-final. It's, it's super fast, but it's it's great for us, yeah. And on to boxing,
1: South Africa's Hector Heke Butler, a former two-weight world champion, faces a tough task when he meets former WBO light flightweight champion Elwin Soto of Mexico at the Paleco FX Mexicali Mexico over 12 rounds. On Saturday, South African butler says he's mentally and physically prepared for a fight he has described as tough. This Soto is extremely good, extremely hard punch, extremely strong strong guy, ex-world champ, so it's going to be a tough and hard fight. He hits hard from the first round to the last, probably the hardest punch in the division, I think. And he's extremely strong. He comes to fight every time. He's very young compared to me. But yeah, I'll be ready and I'm focused. I'm going to have to show the judges every time that I'm winning the rounds always a bit harder, I don't want what happened in the Philippines to happen to me again um, I want to win clearly and show them that I really do win, I want even his crowd to see that I win, but it's going to be tough most definitely but I'll be ready. And now to athletics this weekend we'll see various national trials taking place in some countries on the continent. To select the athletics team that will represent participating countries are the forthcoming Commonwealth Games and World Athletics Championships in Kenya. The national trials will take place on Friday and Saturday where a total of 4-5 athletes Athletes will be picked for the games across 13 categories. Athletics Kenya president, Jackson Tui, explains the mode of selection.
3: Athletes for World Championships and Commonwealth Games will run together in, the, in their events in one hit. And if a, Commonwealth, quali- a, a Commonwealth athlete qualified wins in position one and two, and a World Championship quali- qualifier comes outside to one and two, the anti-doping qualifying rules... Thanks, presidents.
1: In Nigeria, the Commonwealth Games and World Championship Trials is billed for the 23rd to the 25th of June at the Samuel Agbe Media Stadium in Benin City. Athletics Federation of Nigeria President. Tonobok Okowa says Nigeria will be focusing on the relays, one of the country's strong points, to ensure that the athletes turn in the best times during the trials.
3: A lot of them have qualified, especially the ones from the US, and we we're hoping that more will qualify, especially in the relays. We have not qualified yet, and we're going to work hard. They are here, and then we're going to work hard for them to qualify uh, after the trials. Then we know what, exactly what we have. We know that we have athletes that are going to that will go out there and compete with the rest of the best in the world and it's not as if we are struggling they are even doing better than with the records of today they are doing better than those that we feel that they are the best in the world so we are going there with a very strong team and very light team anyway compared to what it used to be
1: Staying with the Kamaui game schedule for next month, the Ugandan Batmeeting National Team has intensified their training at the Lugogo Indoor Stadium. Part of the preparations will see the 8th strong squad participate in the Reunion meeting Open Championship as a dress rehearsal ahead of the official games. Annette Nakama, President of the Ugandan Batmeeting Association, says their yeah, participation at the Reunion Open will prepare the players for the games properly. We're
5: hoping that uh, with uh, approval of uh, uh, NCS and the funding itself. We we are planning to go to a reunion. There's a, a master challenge tournament. There's a challenge tournament that is going on. And this our our plan or our intention is to make sure that we gauge this our athletes uh, preparation or readiness to, uh, to go and participate uh, fairly or competitively
1: in common with the Commonwealth. And finally, Burkina Faso will play Nigeria in the finals of the Wafu Beyond the 17 Championship in Cape Coast, Ghana on Friday night. The Baby Stallions of Burkina Faso clinched their place in Friday's match to face the Golden Eagles of Nigeria, following the Baby Stallions' 3-1 win over Cote d'Ivoire. In the second semifinal, Nigeria defeated host Ghana 1-0. The result of the two matches mean both sides have secured their places after the 2023 Under-17 African Cup of Nations to be played in Algeria.
0: Thanks, Samson. That's Samson Omale with another extra spicy package of African sports highlights. I'm VOA's Sonny Young in Washington, and you're listening to the Sunny Side of Sports On the Voice of America, just ahead, the 2022 National Basketball Association draft.
1: VOA brings you the best in African music on the African beat. African beat showcases the latest and the greatest of contemporary African music. From bobo music to hip live, bonga flavor to succoose, afrobeat to Dumbolo and Makosa to Kwaito. The African beat on VOA has it all. And it's happening right here, Mondays through Fridays at 0905 and 2005 UTC, right after the international news. Thanks, David.
0: That's David Vandy, the host of the VOA's African Beat Music Show. On the basketball beat... A Duke University player is the number one pick in the 2022 NBA draft. The AP's Dave Ferry reports. Paulo Boncaro was the first player taken in Thursday's NBA draft. The 6'10 forward was chosen by the Magic after leading Duke to the Final Four as a freshman.
7: Man, I'm super excited to get out to Orlando. Like, really uh, you know, I'm excited about the team. Really, that's the most exciting part. You know, to get out there with the team. You know, I feel like they got a real talented team. A lot of guys who are hungry, you know, ready to win. And I'm the same way. Um, so stepping in there, I think I'm gonna fit right in. Yeah, I think we're going to give the fans what they want. The deserves to be back in that playoff contention um,
4: and compete for a championship.
0: Boncaro averaged 17.2 points, 7.8 rebounds, and 3.2 assists for the Blue Devils. Going second overall to the Thunder was Gonzaga's Chet Holmgren, a 7-footer who averaged 14 points and 10 rebounds in his only season of college ball. The Rockets picked up Auburn forward Jabari Smith at number three. The Kings used the fourth selection to grab Iowa forward Keegan Murray, and the Pistons took guard Jaden Ivey of Purdue with a fifth pick. I'm Dave Ferry. Thanks, Dave. The Indiana Pacers with the number six pick, selected Canadian player Benedict Maturin.
6: I mean, it, it meant it meant everything for me and my family. You know, um I'm the first one in my family to get drafted. Uh, it was it was a really I mean a great night, to be honest. You know, I'll wake up tomorrow and be a be a pacer. And um this you know, the only gift I could really ask for my birthday. And uh it's really a dream coming true. So That's great
0: the new orleans pelicans with the number eight pick in the nba draft selected australian player dyson daniels you know how to work out with them you know where i got to you know meet the coaches you know meet uh met trey there um and yeah like i had no idea what what i was expecting uh, where i was going to go but i'm super excited to have landed in new orleans and um you know i know they got a great organization great players great uh coaching staffs Dad, uh, yeah, he played uh, here in America, played at NC State, and then moved to Australia, and uh, that's where he we grew up. And I learned off that a lot. And, uh, yeah, like you said, I did the opposite. Came to, from Australia to to here, and um, but, you know, here's where you want to be in the NBA. So um, you know, I, I just love to um, you know, play the game, and I'm you know super happy to be a Pelican. Arizona Center Christian Coloco of Cameroon was selected by the Toronto Raptors. With the 33rd pick in the NBA draft, and I'm sure Raptors president Masai Ujiri had his hands all over that pick. Sporty greetings. This
7: is Masai Ujiri, the president of Toronto Raptors Basketball, president of Giants of Africa Foundation. You are listening to the sunny side of sports on The Voice of America.
0: Now, Coloco is the first Cameroonian player to be drafted since the Raptors chose Pascal Siakam. Siakam was the 27th overall pick in the 2016 NBA draft. And Coloco is also the third highest drafted Cameroonian player of all time in the NBA behind Joel Embiid of the Philadelphia 76ers and Siakam. Embiid was chosen third overall in the 2014 NBA draft, Khalifa Diop of Senegal, was selected 39th overall by the Cleveland Cavaliers. Elsewhere, Michigan forward center Moussa Diabate, he's from France, but he has ties to Guinea and Mali. He was selected 43rd overall by the Los Angeles Clippers. And that wraps up the June 24th edition of the show. Thank you for tuning in and have a nice weekend. I'm VOA's Sonny Young in Washington.
6: I get it.
7: And that's the sunny side of sports.